0: Want to create a website in just an hour or less? How about a fully responsive and designed website for you in just about five minutes? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not impossible, but it's totally possible with the team over at Gambix. Gambix uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence and machine learning to build websites in just minutes. Yes, just minutes. And that's not all. They can also help you outrank your foes, and of course, obliterate the competition through their advanced SEO and e-commerce platform. Make sure to take advantage of that because they not only have advanced analytics that's going to help you see where you need to improve and also see what your competitors are doing. But it also helps that their prices are very, very good as well. So check out Gambix at gambixit.com. And if you need a website, an app, digital marketing, or even business consulting, they're there for you what's up panther nation it's your host of the proud report the panther guru for now it's carolina dave it's the proud report let's get going
1: what's going on everybody we are within weeks of the nfl draft it's exciting time super exciting
0: and also uh just a bit of nfl news um you know Uh, The off-season programs for some teams will be starting next Monday. A couple of teams have actually opted out of these earlier um, off-season activities. Mm -hmm. Some people have been saying due to the new 17-game schedule.
1: Right. Um, I think they're really seeing what's going on with the NBA. Uh, The compressed season, you know, we just had uh, the shortest NBA off-season ever, and injuries are stockpiling. So uh, I think a lot of guys are um, seeing that and thinking, you know, I'm trying to uh, save myself for the whole season, things of that nature. Uh, I can see both sides of it, you know, trying to protect your body. At the same time, um, you better make sure you're in shape for the the long haul because you don't want to come in out of shape and end up risking yourself for injury from being out of shape versus overworking yourself and being uh, susceptible to injury at the same time. So it's a double-edged sword, in my opinion.
0: No, absolutely. And, of course, um, after Mr. Darnold's um, podium day, uh, other Panthers and former uh, Panther Ryan Khalil uh, has came out and said that he believes that You know, with the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold can actually fare a lot better than he did the Jets. And the funny thing is, it's been the echo of not just Brian Khalil. It's been um, the echo of former Jet wide receiver Roby Anderson, other players in the actual Jets organization, and a lot of media analysts that believe that Sam Darnold can get a total reset and actually fare a lot better in Carolina than he could when he was with the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, I mean I understand that's a good school of thought, you know. Um yeah, I, I think I think he could do obviously we hope as as fans, you know, that he does better. Um there's no reason not to believe that the Carolina Panthers is a better setup for Mr. Donald to uh, succeed as a quarterback by by all means and this I mean you got the head coach and staff from the Jets saying that they failed him so I think you should you should believe that Sam Darnold has his best chance of succeeding with the Carolina Panthers that he's had his whole NFL career.
0: Absolutely. So let's continue to move on in the show. Um, let's talk about uh, well actually no let's not talk let's actually debut our mock draft. Post Sam Darnold, um, so let's go ahead and fire up our mock draft engines, and uh, let's go ahead and run through a quick seven round. I mean, we say quick, but let's do like a, a quick mock draft. Um, everything post Sam Darnold now.
1: Yeah, uh, real quick um, for for me, I believe that the draft starts at number four. Um, obviously, we know Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. And a combination of Justin Fields and or uh Mac Jones or Trey Lance is gonna be the top three. We believe they're going straight quarterbacks uh one, two, three. I guess Randy Moss would phrase it straight quarterback homie. But uh at four the the, the Falcons are a big question mark. Do they take Kyle Pitts? Do they take Panay Sewell? Do they take a quarterback? Do they trade? So that's um that's really where the the draft starts for me, but uh, yeah, let's hear let's hear your uh, first round pick, Mister Guru. Sure, and I'm
0: glad that you actually said it because you were absolutely right. Um, in my mock draft simulator, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields go in that order. Um, yep. So pretty much, the, it really got interesting starting at number four. Like you said, uh, Jamar Chase was who the Falcons selected. Penesu went right to the uh, the Bengals. Devonte Smith went to Miami. Trey Lance actually then went to. Uh, the Detroit Lions. So now I'm sitting here, I pick number eight. Kyle Pitts is still on the board, all the top cornerbacks on the board, but I have two trade offers. I have five picks, (laughs) a first round, second round, and third round 2021 this year, and also a second rounder and a third rounder for 2022 from the Green Bay Packers. So five picks, top three picks this year, and then also – the next uh, second rounder and a third rounder next year from green Bay. And then I also have an offer from the Arizona Cardinals for a first and a second rounder this year. So I think I'm going to go ahead and accept that trade from the green Bay Packers. And I'm going to stockpile picks. And if Teddy Bridgewater was to get traded before this point, then I probably wouldn't have selected this uh, op- option mm-hmm. because obviously with Teddy Bridgewater, we would have got uh, about three or four picks or maybe even, Um, maybe two or three good picks that we would have already had. Um, And this is solely based on the fact that Teddy Bridgewater is still on the roster. So I'm going to accept this trade and move down.
1: Yeah. And, and don't be surprised uh, ladies and gentlemen, if the Panthers trade back Um, Scott Federer comes from organization at the Seattle Seahawks where they traded down a lot more often than not in the first round and the way the draft board um, falls, it that can determine. Uh, I'm a big component of, there's only three options in the first round. Number one for me is Kyle Pitts. Uh, everybody thinks I have like five or seven uh, Kyle Pitt burner counts because I, I love that guy so much. I think he is the best offensive weapon in this draft. Number two is Panay Sewell. I mean, we haven't had a left tackle since. Um, Jordan Gross, I mean, it's just been, it's it's ridiculous how many left tackles we ran through. And then number three, obviously, is trading back. And that's exactly what I did in my mock draft. Uh, I have the uh, Panthers trading back with the Chargers. The Chargers uh, wanted to jump up to number eight to secure a cornerback, which I think is a very likely trade partner for the uh, Carolina Panthers. You can go over to our Instagram and I listed out, uh, I took a photo and listed out the potential trade partners that the Carolina Panthers could have in the first round. Um, and the Chargers were a late team that uh, I think would make sense. They're not actually listed on there, but I believe they they would trade up for that number one cornerback because the Panthers are rumored to take one, especially the way the draft board fell for me. Uh, the first three quarterbacks, obviously. At number four, the Falcons actually take Panay Sewell, uh, which forced the Bengals to take Devontae Smith. Uh, Kyle Pitts goes at number six, and then Jamar Chase goes at number seven. So like I said, my first two options were gone in Kyle Pitts and Penasal. So I traded with uh, the Chargers. They got the number eight overall pick. We re- The Panthers received the 13th pick of this year's draft, the number 47 pick of this year's draft, and a fourth round future pick which uh, kind of fills in some of the gaps that we that we uh, traded for Sam Darnold. We, we're missing a fourth round pick for next year, so that that kind of fills the void. But with the number 13th overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select Christian Darisol, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Um, he's got long arms, quick feet. Uh, I picked him over. Uh, Rashawn Slater, just because a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, he might have to kick inside and play left guard. Um, I feel more comfortable taking a true left tackle, which I think Rashawn Slater may may very well make a career at left tackle. But I think Christian Darrisaw is only gonna play left tackle, so that's why I felt comfortable taking him at number thirteen.
0: Awesome, and um, just to give my pick too, you know, I dropped down to pick number twenty-nine. And I was actually able to go ahead and pick up Caleb Farley, which is the second best um, cornerback in the entire draft. Um, uh, Unfortunately, because I did that, now I'm sitting at the second round and I don't have many options at the left tackle position because all Mm -hmm. of the guys were gone by the time it got down to my pick again at the second round, pick eight. So now I'm going to end up getting Wyatt Davis, um, offensive guard, Ohio State.
1: Yeah, that's that's not a bad pick. You're trying to – sure up the line for Sam Darnold. Make uh you know, the the Panthers have a lot of uh pieces at guard. Um but are they are they, you know, long time guys or are we just gonna have guys, you know, shuffle in year by year. That makes sense. Uh at number thirty nine and and uh, I'll go back to back picks here since I have two two picks in the second round. At number thirty nine, this is a pick that the Carolina Panthers are uh, very high on. They've talked to him over Zoom several times. Was that his pro day? Asante Samuel, Jr., cornerback out of Florida State. One of the top cornerbacks in the, uh, in the draft. Um, definitely a second-round pick. I doubt he goes up to uh, number uh, first-round pick. Caleb Farley, I believe that was a great pick. Um, definitely taking a flyer on him because of the back surgeries, but if if he clears, if you've talked to your doctors and you've done your de- uh, your due diligence on him and you believe that the back issue is um, a thing of the past, then you're getting a generational talent in Caleb Farley, as long as he's injury free. And then with my second pick in the second round, I have Levi. Own Rizunswick, he's a defensive tackle out of Washington. Um, second round pick, you would believe that he would pair well with Derrick Brown and address some of the needs. That would be the only defensive need that we have on that line, I believe. We we had a lot of depth at the defensive end, so we need somebody to get that starting position at defensive tackle.
0: Absolutely. And um... With my pick, I'm actually gonna go with the same uh, thought process as you. I'm uh, I need a offensive tackle right now, but I'm gonna keep taking best player available. And Levi is on my um, draft board as well from Washington. Uh, he's uh, ranked as the 30, 39 best player um, according to a talent perspective. Um, and then the drop off from there goes from that to Spencer Brown. is available from. Northern Iowa, and then Walker Little at 84 rank. So I'm going to go ahead and take a 30 rank, 39-ranked player here with this draft pick and my third-round pick. So Levi on woosry i I'm going to take him.
1: I think, think you got closer to the name than I did. But uh, if we pick him, we we'll definitely won't be butchering it no more. Um, and then the number 73rd overall pick for the Panthers, um, this is another need I think they still have. I know they addressed it. In the off-season, but I'm not convinced that Dan Arnold can be uh, a franchise tight end. So I believe uh, Ravian Jordan, uh, tight end out of University of Miami at Florida, I think that'd be a huge get, uh, top five tight end in the class, and he played really well at Miami. I believe that he would come in and contribute right off the bat. Now he's not going to be the number one option, but I think he could contribute a lot and even even learn under Dan Arnold. So I think that'd be a great pickup for the Panthers.
0: Absolutely. And with my next one, I'm going to go ahead and select Walker a little out of Stanford. He's still there. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, grab my left tackle now.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that's a good pickup. I mean, obviously left tackles is the, the biggest need for the Carolina Panthers. Um, He's rumored to be a really good left tackle, and if you can, if you can uh, get him and he he comes in and starts and plays a lot, that'd be the pick of the draft, I believe, given the value. Then my next pick at 113th is Caden Stearns, a safety out of Texas. Um, this is just to add depth to the safety uh, safety room, the DB room. Um, try to add you know, just some injury help. You know, Justin Burris missed some in the past. Uh, hopefully, German Chin doesn't miss anything. But this is just uh, a depth piece to try to add to that safety room and maybe transition to a starter eventually.
0: Absolutely. And I was going to go ahead and go, because <laughs> Spencer Brown is still on the board for me as well. I could just load up that offensive tackle and say, you know, if uh, whoever doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. But because I've already got Wyatt Davis, and then, of course, with my last pickup, um, with Walker Little, I don't think I need to overkill the offensive line just at this point. Plus, we have another extra second and third round pick next year if we need it. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Jamar Johnson. I'm going to follow your logic here um, and go ahead and pick up Jamar Johnson, the safety out of Indiana. Of course, just because uh, the only knock on him is the fact that his play speed is a little bit average. But if you're playing on a defense where you got Jeremy Chin, a great linebacker in core like Denzel Perryman and and Shaq Thompson in front of you, uh, I think you can. And you got Luke Keekley in your in your in your coaching room. I think you're going to get a little bit better at recognizing plays. So Jamar Johnson, that's the only knock on him. I think I'll take him as a steal.
1: Yeah, you you can um hopefully teach that a little bit and get him more comfortable with game speed and things of that nature. Um, my next pick. Uh, my next couple picks is going to be wide receiver just because we're still looking for uh, um, maybe some guys in special teams, some depth pieces, uh, some guys to learn behind DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson just in case we can't re-sign Robbie Anderson. With the 151st pick, I'm going to take Austin Watkins, wide receiver out of UAB. Like I said, uh, don't really expect much from him this year, and especially if uh, they play a lot with on Jordan, and Dan Arnold on the field. Um, you know, look for him to do special teams. We really don't have a guy that uh, we've dedicated to full-time special teams, so look for him to try to fill that void.
0: Absolutely, and I have a trade offer from the Houston Texans. I'm giving up pick 113 and a seventh-round pick next year to get four more picks in this draft, pick 147, <clears throat> 158, 195, and 203. So we're just going to load up on picks this draft for me. I already got five from uh, Green Bay, and I just got four from the Texans. So uh, we're, we're completely trying to stockpile the talent in, in, in this draft. Um, and even for next year, it looks like, and I'm trying to load us up with a bunch of uh, cheap options, at least for four seasons, uh, just to give us some flexibility. Even though the Carolina Panthers will have a ton of cap room, we're just mm-hmm. trying to build a Super Bowl team. We're trying to go with the whole, you know, Scott Fitterer, Seattle Seahawks route. So I'm trying to make it as uh realistic as possible.
1: Right, and then with uh, my next pick, somebody that that a lot of our fans will recognize that pick number one ninety three is Daz Newsome, wide receiver out of North Carolina. He played tremendous for the Tar Heels. I mean, they had a high powered out offense that really fueled their season this year, and he was a big part of it. Um. Maybe maybe he can carve out a uh, a niche as like a third down receiver, kind of like uh, Curtis Samuel did for us in the past. Uh, Hunter Renfro comes to mind when it comes down to true third down receivers. Uh, look for him to uh, just add depth to the to the team, and I think he could be a guy that could be on our roster past his rookie contract for sure.
0: Absolutely, um, and I think I'm gonna go ahead and get she she Smith, a wide receiver out of South Carolina just Mm -hmm. to go ahead and add some depth to the wide receiver room and also give us a different look um, in terms of the return game. This guy, of course, he's a speedy guy. He's small, Mm -hmm. so we can use him in the punt return game, special teams. Um, Honestly, the only knock on him is his height and size limitations. Uh, We can fix the size issues in terms of the weight room, just putting him in the NFL weight program. And if the height thing is not a big uh, factor – we got a nasty guy that has a lot of uh, tenacity in him. and kind of reminds me of a really, really, really poor man Steve Smith. So I'll go ahead and take Steve Smith out of South Carolina.
1: Yeah, definitely put him in the slot some if, if need be for sure. Uh, with my last pick, uh, pick 222, I'm going to pick K.J. Britt, linebacker out of Auburn just to add, you know, some more depth to the the linebacker core we have, you know, Perriman, we have, Jermaine Carter Jr. we have, Shaq Thompson. But uh you can't depth is something that they need in that linebacker linebacker room. And who knows with the with the with the group like that, he's definitely going to learn a lot in his first couple years with the Carolina Panthers.
0: Absolutely. And I'm just going to run through my last things cuz I have a lot of them left. I'm just going to grab some guys that I think are headed our way. Um, Let's grab a linebacker. So let's run through your picks, and then I'll go ahead and give mine afterwards.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, Like I said, the first-round draft pick came at number 13 after trading with uh, the Chargers, they, they reached up to grab JC Horn, which he's moving up a lot on uh the the books uh as the number two wide receiver or number two cornerback. If not, maybe some people have them on their big board as number one. They like him over Sertain. Uh the guru did pick Caleb Farley and the reason he failed that far is because of the, the back issues. But um yeah, I traded with uh the Chargers for their 13th pick, their number 47 pick, second round pick, and a future fourth of next year, trying to get some draft capital back that we traded for uh, Sam Donald. And that's probably going to happen. Like between Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers trading back, they're going to try to get those draft picks back for next year. So this Sam Donald trade, yeah, I've been on record saying uh, they gave up a little too much for my lack- liking. If they can get. M- even a second-round draft pick back for uh, for next year, or maybe a second and a fourth, and you only give up a six-round draft pick for Sam Donald, that would be huge. But at number thirteen, I took um, probably the the on most people's big boards the third best offensive tackle in in this class, uh, Christian Darisol, out of Virginia Tech. At number thirty-nine, I took uh, Sam, uh, Sante Samuel, a cornerback that we can start week one because of, uh, the suspension that we're, we have, we are having, uh, to face at cornerback, uh, at number 47, took a defensive tackle, Levi on where out of Washington, trying to pair him with, uh, Derek Brown, number 73, Bravion Jordan tied in out of Miami one of my favorite picks, uh, safety. Uh, Cameron Stearns out of Texas at 113. At 151, I took Austin Watkins, wide receiver, UAB, 193. Daz Newsom wide receiver, North Carolina. And for my last pick, K.J. Britt, linebacker out of Auburn.
0: Perfect. Um, so I end up leaving the draft with about 11 players. <laughs> and uh, Green Bay's second round and third round for next year. So here's what I got in the most major draft haul that you've ever seen. And by the way, I do like the way that you picked. But I went ahead and got Caleb Farley. Let's hope that no back issues hold him back. And we got like a shutdown guy in in him. We bring Wyatt Davis in there. Kick maybe Cam Jordan out, Cam Irving, excuse me, Cam Irving out to the left tackle position and have a really decent player in Wyatt Davis that we can try to shore up that interior with for the next coming years. I picked Levi, the man out of Washington himself, to go ahead and pair with Derrick Brown um, and also get into that rotation, try to rebuild that um, interior defensive line, which we should never let Zach Kerr go, but I'm not going to keep harping on that. He's gone. Walker Little out of Stanford to put it in the left tackle position to create some competition. Hopefully it will give Greg Little the push that he needs. Jamar Johnson to bring some... uh, Heat to that Indiana uh, from that Indiana season that he's brought um, to the Carolina Panthers, She Smith, hoping that he could be like Steve Smith. Uh, Jalen Moore out of Western Michigan offensive tackle, just another depth piece that can play either right or left injury purposes. Linebacker Amen, I can't even pronounce his last name, but out of Oklahoma uh, linebacker out of Oklahoma State, just a another depth piece, just a practice squad guy. Really, might not even make the 53-man roster. Um, Larry Borum, practice squad guy, Thomas Graham, practice squad guy, Zach Thomas, practice squad guy, and Patrick Johnson, um, another another practice squad guy. So loaded up the practice squad. Hopefully we get a diamond in the rough out of those guys and then got a Green Bay second-round and third-round pick for next year.
1: Yes, uh, my favorite part of both of our drafts is adding draft capital for next year um, with the picks that they've given up. Um, it's always good to invest into the future. So there you have it, uh Prow reports fans and listeners. There is our mock drafts. Uh mine is up on our Instagram. Uh I can I can upload the uh the gurus after a while and we got a lot of engagement um with mine in the comment section, so we'll we'll uh we'll keep going with that. Um a question that I have to you, Mr. Guru, and you know, a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, if, for, if for some reason, let's say the 49ers take Mac Jones at number three, like they reportedly say that that they are going to, even though they've been to Justin Fields' pro day twice, which and been in long talks with him as well, I personally think they're going to take Justin Fields at three, not not Mac Jones. But if there's a quarterback at number eight, Justin Fields slash Trey Lance slash Mac Jones, what do you, are you gonna are you gonna take a quarterback at number eight or or should the Panthers take a quarterback at number eight?
0: Cool. this is very tough. Honestly, I think that the Panthers should not take a quarterback at number eight. Um, I don't like Mac Jones. I've never been a fan of Trey Lance um, unless Justin Fields is there, and you're taking a huge flyer on him too. Just because, okay, if Sam, Sam Darnold does play well, I guess you can trade Justin Fields and you have a big opportunity to trade him. Or if Sam Darnold doesn't play well, you have, a, I guess, a quote-unquote potential quarterback of the future on your roster and in Justin Fields. But then again, you're kind of left with the same head-scratcher that you are um, regardless. Um, yeah, I think if Justin Fields is there, you take him. Um best player available, he'd be the best player available on the board at that time, honestly. But if you wanted to ask me, I think that if you get a really good offensive tackle like Feney Sewell or a big-time generational Antonio Gates type of piece like Kyle Pitts, there is no way, unless Sam Darnold's just a terrible quarterback, that he cannot make something happen with those players.
1: I'll put it to you this way. We we just praised the Panthers for going out and getting Sam Darnold, and we also said. There, this is the best opportunity for him to have success. If you go out and use your your highest draft pick on another quarterback, that's not furthering that opportunity for success. If you go out and get a left tackle at number eight, Benesel or Kyle Pitts, that's giving him more opportunities for success. Granted, I, can, I guess I could see you taking um, Justin Fields, but that's not really putting all your um, your chips into one basket. My my thing would be get the get the best play you can. That's not a quarterback to help Sam Darnold. Um, if you can't make it work with him, be aggressive and trade up for a future uh, quarterback. At least you have another valuable asset on either on the offensive tackle position figured out for years to come, hopefully, or you have a generational offensive talent with Kyle Pitts?
0: That's what I I, I think so, too. Um, like I said, for me, it's not even about agreeing to agree. That's just the truth of the matter. You cannot sit here and bring in another guy that's a question mark when you brought in a guy in Sam Darnold that's young enough to give a fresh chance to. He's almost like a rookie. At this point, um, even though he has three years of experience under his belt, which is actually better. If you right. put, like I said, if you put a guy like Kyle Pitts, a generational talent around him, and he can't make something shake with that, yeah, anybody's better than him at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, plenty of people like agree with me on this point. So, draft class would probably be, you know, maybe third best quarterback in this draft. So you've already got the third best quarterback in this draft uh on your roster. Just try to build around in the best the best way possible. So we're both in agreement on that. Uh listeners, fans, let us know what you think. Um, I know a lot of people don't some people don't like the move so they, they, they want to go with Justin Fields. I personally don't think that we're gonna have a quarterback to pick from except for maybe Mac Jones by that point. Maybe Trey Lance is on the board. But I think the Panthers will use that for trade uh for a trade. So, so let's let me ask you this too, Mr. Guru. What are the needs that the Panthers have to address in the first three rounds for you to be? Offensive tackle?
0: With? No, absolutely. I can definitely answer this. Offensive tackle. hmm Um, cornerback. But even though I'm gonna actually lower cornerback on my list now, I'm gonna say offensive tackle, guard, and tight end. Hmm.
1: So you think? So I would a little pushback on that. You don't think that the, that the moves that they've done. I know we're not neither one of us are huge fans of Pat F. Line, but uh, bringing back John Miller, that was a, I think that was a good that was a good move. Um, Dennis Daly's there. You you think that even with all the uh, the guys that um, the Panthers have, they still need to attack the offensive guard position and get somebody in the first three rounds?
0: yes i do
1: that's fair um i think the the biggest obviously left tackle is the huge one the glaring hole uh i think cornerback would be big one too um that's my number two need and then if i have to pick um i'm gonna edge out and say tight end, just because uh wait like i said a lot of people are are big on Dan Arnold and that's fine. If he works out, that's great. Uh but if he if he ends up playing very well, his price may go up, another team may scoop him up. We don't know if they're gonna re sign Robbie Anderson, so if they can get a, a tight end in the first three rounds that uh that they can have on a rookie contract that plays really well, that'll just help out offensively, uh for a while. So those are my three biggest needs. you have a problem with that list
0: uh I mean we differ, but at the same time, if we get those positions, I wouldn't complain
1: yeah there's still i mean there's still some um some needs that need to be addressed. I think the only thing that you don't touch and even if they do touch it i- w- I wouldn't be too mad about it, as long as it's just like you know fifth round or later. I don't want them to spend a pick on a second round pick on a running back.
0: Yeah, no. I've been hearing people talk about getting an extra wide receiver or a running back in the first four rounds and I'm just like, No way.
1: Yeah. We've got
0: two starting wide receivers that are solid, number one type of caliber players. And mm -hmm. we have the best running back in the NFL.
1: Right. Yeah, they just you're trying to build trying to build around your and you just paid the guy, so you expect him to take a huge load. Um and I hope hopefully they can get a deal done with Robbie during the uh during the season so we don't have to worry about you know, drafting a wide receiver next year. Um, I think we can both agree on this. This is the most important draft that the Panthers have had. I mean, I, last year was very important, and Matt Rule, I believe, did very well. I don't give uh, Marty Herney any credit because Carolina Davis never gave Marty any credit. But this draft's even more important because uh, if if this draft sets us back a few years, I mean, you. It could be as go as far as question if Matt rules the right guy for the job,
0: no definitely, um, and I think this is yeah, it's huge for him and it's huge for the organization, um because in these next two seasons, um I even say probably, yeah, definitely, in these next two seasons, the Panthers have to make the playoffs at least once,, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah, and uh I mean that just transitions right into our next topic. We're going to take an initial look at the 17 game schedule it's even weird to say 17 game schedule um obviously we don't know dates and times but uh the we'll go with the home games first you got obviously atlanta new orleans and tampa bay uh philadelphia new england uh, that's going to be a lot of a big game that everybody has circled on their calendar if uh cam newton is starting obviously uh Play the Jets. That's going to be another one, Sam Darnold. I mean, it's going to be a lot of drama involved. Uh, Minnesota. And, yeah, that that's... And, oh, yeah, Washington. We played the football team at home this year. So, as far as the home games, uh, Washington's very winnable. Minnesota's very winnable. The Jets is very winnable. Um, I would even say New New England's pretty winnable. Uh philadelphia as well uh tampa bay not so much i wouldn't think i think they're firing on all cylinders uh new orleans and atlanta so there's six or seven games that you could win at home and if you win six games at home that's uh that's huge and then they play the obviously the 17th game is at houston but uh some definitely winnable games at home you're not playing a bunch of powerhouses like the Bucks a lot. You I obviously you only play them once. You don't play, you know, Green Bay or the Chiefs at home. So definitely definitely some home field advantage to be taking uh taking care of for the Panthers this season.
0: No, absolutely, and I think that, you know, the the biggest game that I'm looking at on that schedule um is definitely that one where Sam Darnold gets to really get some revenge on the Jets. I um, I think the big game during that uh that um specific day will be really good for him. And yeah, Cam Cam coming back to Bank of America Stadium. Oh my goodness. I think he will he'll get a lot of love from the Carolina teammates, but he'll yes. be interested to see how the crowd uh, reacts to him.
1: Yeah. He had a a love-hate relationship uh mixed feelings from a lot of the Carolina fan base uh a lot of teams blamed him for everything when things didn't go well, but when things were going great, obviously he was the MVP. So it'll be interesting to see if number one, if if at that time we have a packed stadium, if it's later in the season, just and uh, North Carolina's allowed to ha- have you know a packed stadium, how that how that atmosphere goes. But um, let's look at the away games. Obviously, you got at Atlanta, at New Orleans, at Tampa Bay but some of the non-divisional games at arizona at buffalo at dallas at miami at the giants and at houston um this 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 whole thing as a whole if if the panthers can get better and go out and win a couple games off the bat you know Obviously the big question mark is Sam Darnold, you got a huge change at quarterback. Um if he if he can go out and be productive, the defense on paper has gotten a lot better and they trended trending in the right way towards the end of the season. Uh definitely confused Aaron Rodgers in the second half of uh of the game at the Packers. That really stuck out to me to show that the defense is coming around. But um yeah, I think I think this I think the Panthers can definitely at least finish you know second or third in the NFC South is not you know talking wildly to say the least.
0: No, absolutely. I think definitely they have a good chance to really do well in this schedule. Honestly, um, I think that they win against Arizona, win against Tampa Bay. I mean, win against um, Atlanta, probably lose to Buffalo, win again against Atlanta, and they're three and one at that point. And I think they have two more losses to bring them down to three and three. They win against Philadelphia four and three. I think they lose to New England to bring them at four and four. Win against the Jets, Minnesota, Dallas, and they're seven and four. They lose to Miami seven and five. Lose to the New Orleans Saints again, seven and uh six. And then I think they win out, honestly. To go on eleven and six. And that's a super weird uh record, but yeah, I gotta get used to saying it now. Yeah, and
1: I think as Panthers fans, we would take that because I believe that would put us in the in the wild card for sure, especially with uh, uh extra another extra uh, seed. Um, yeah, the schedule is not as brutal as it could be. Obviously, it's kind of friendly to the Panthers, but like uh, like we said, it just depends on how the quarterback play happens and how this defense with a lot of uh, moving pieces. Uh, comeback. But obviously you got, you know, Brian Burns could take a big jump. Look for Derek Brown to take a big jump. Uh, Hopefully Jeremy Chin can lock it down uh, at safety. Uh, The linebacker core looks a lot better than obviously we had last year. And then if we get another cornerback that can play well, whether it's already on the roster or through the draft, Um, if A.J. Boye can, you know, kind of reclaim his fame as a, as a cornerback, not necessarily, you know, be a shutdown guy like he was in Jacksonville, but just be around the same, like around as good as Dante Jackson, maybe a little bit better. I think that would be uh, a huge lift for the Panthers. If the defense uh, does play as good as it looks like it can on paper.
0: Absolutely. Um, So Panther nation. We wanna know your thoughts, of course. We then did a whole mock draft for you. We then went in depth about all the addressable needs and we took an initial preview at the 17 game schedule. We have loaded you up with content like we normally do. Make sure that you stay tuned to our Instagram and our Twitter accounts because we're breaking news and we're having all types of really great discussions on those platforms and you cannot forget to check out all of the off-season news and notes, especially with all the things going on in the transfer portal. If you are a Tar Heels fan, the O'Heal Yeah podcast is something that you want to be tuning into every single episode. It's crucial.
1: For sure. Definitely look for us on uh, social media. Instagram is at the prowl report. Same thing as Twitter. And then for the Hill Yeah podcast, all things Carolina basketball, it's OH underscore heel. Underscore yeah on Instagram and Twitter and look for the Facebook group oh Hill yeah on Facebook groups uh, Mr. Guru hit him for with your uh, your Twitter handle for now because I'm about to put up a poll and see if we're gonna change it or not
0: of course but well, for right now it is uh, at Panther Guru one
1: follow him now so it doesn't uh, so you don't get lost in the sauce and in the change over if it if and when it does occur, and then you'll also notice when a funky name po- uh, shows up on your feed, and you're like, "Who's this guy?" Oh wait, I guess the poll was settled. But with that being said, yep. it his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, you can find me on Twitter at Carolina Dave NC. Panthers fans, we'll probably have one more pre-draft podcast, and uh, we'll be interacting with you guys throughout the whole draft uh draft day draft weekend and we're going to stay tuned and we're going to keep pounding